All righty, welcome to The Real and the Gritty with Belle and Danielle. And today we have the absolutely beautiful Georgie Upton. She's a practicing astrologist and she comes from a sports science background and wellness coaching and she's mixing astrology with it's like her toolkit. And we cannot wait to learn more about this topic. Um, it's a favorite for myself. Uh, and yeah, welcome, Georgie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I have been honestly dying to have this conversation with you both. So I know it's one of those things you're like, oh, I'm so excited because um, we are all aligned in a certain way. And um, that conversation, even though we don't really know each other that well yet, it feels like that. Absolutely. I think when you're really on the same page and expressing in the same way um you naturally connect with like-minded people and you feel that like honestly um just having connections that you don't have physically with someone like we've literally bumped faces once (laughs) yet we seem to have conversations so it's incredible that's what I love about social media sometimes is like just it just takes away that distance and that um yeah that distance of actually meeting people and you know being like I can't actually go for a coffee with you but I can still converse with you and it's so good and it's so like filling up in the heart kind of thing um I think that you know sometimes people are scared to to reach and dabble into that Absolutely. And I think it just goes to show how you are manifesting internally, what is happening externally, who's showing up on your page, who you're feeling like you should align and gravitate towards. So it is a really beautiful reflection of where you are at as well. And then just to connect with people who are at that same level, I just feel like confirms and allows you to grow more as well as them. So it's yeah it's such a powerful thing so you summed that up beautifully because Mm -hmm. we've been having some conversations with clients recently that when you are going through your own health journey and things are changing in your life then sometimes you have to make changes in your relationships and who may or may not support you anymore may kind of shift and it is challenging to manage that but it's also an opportunity for growth and it's exciting Yeah, absolutely. And I think this just confirmed for me that I was absolutely touched that you said for me to come on the podcast and to have conversations with you both, because I, if I'm honest to myself, I now know that I am in such a really peaceful and beautiful place in myself. And I haven't been for, I mean, six to seven years. And I feel like you both are such a reflection of that. So you're therefore in a beautiful and balanced space as well. So I feel Mm. trusting um, that we're all doing such good work and, you know, the right type of work that is needed, particularly in the health industry, which I know you both understand the toxicity of it all. So. Yeah. And so you've come from a sports science background and wellness coaching. Where did you get started? Yeah, so I, when I was younger, I ended up going down 
um, you know, a lot of sporting teams and competing and things like that. And that was kind of my identity. So I therefore naturally transitioned into wanting to study sports science because I was like, yes, the world sees me this way. I must be good at it. I'll be successful. I'll go and do sports science. Mm -hmm. And I went to do sports science, hated the course the whole time. I wanted to finish up. Oh, my God. I think I went to about 10 careers advisors, but they all said, you've got to finish uni. Uh, So I pursued and I actually ended up working in a couple of football clubs and something just didn't feel right. And so I ended up actually, uh, I was offered a position there and I was in quite a strong relationship with someone at the time in Melbourne and I just said, no, I can't do any of this anymore. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the beginning of me finding me. So I ended up um, actually moving up to Queensland And I um, started surf boat rowing just for something random. And I just. What is that? What is surf boat rowing? (laughs) It's like big boats, Dan, where you like row over the waves. It's like surf skate. Yeah. It is. Seriously, I do not advise. (laughs) Is it? I do not advise. Is it fast? Like fast and bumpy? No, it's just like they say if you throw a rock into a crowd of people, the people that still stay there are surf boat rowers. Like it is just so ignorant. You literally surf, <laughs> row out backwards, do the surf, turn around a boy and come back. And it's just I would pray to the gods every night that surf would be too rough so we didn't have to go. <laughs> why, um, why were you doing it? Oh, my God. It was just. I loved being up in Queensland and one of my friends was doing it at the time and the camaraderie and atmosphere of um, just a club on the coast is incredible. So I literally just did it for that (laughs) that reason. Uh, Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, honestly, you have to have no fear. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So that that was something else. Um, and not to like draw it out, but I started exploring that there's got to be something more than movement to, to life. Like I, I've just felt like I was on this mission, like a quest and I was like, okay, it's something to do with food. So I went down the realm of studying nutrition and particular medicinal science. And that was great. That was like the next layer After that, I was like, no, there's something more than food. I still don't feel like I've found it. Like it's just more than that. And so then I went down um, sort of more mental side of things and I even started psychology and I didn't feel right. Um, Probably the most meaningful side of this apart from my study was how I was actually feeling myself. Like I felt like um, I actually posted something about this the other day, but it felt like the moment that I left sports science, I left my relationship, I left Melbourne, that I left my body. And I know that sounds really 
ridiculous, but I died. Like I felt like I died and I was trying to find myself again. You're rebirthing again. It sounds like rather than because we chase careers, we chase, you know, that feeling of like, no. And when you tune in, like you're saying and really listening to the inside of like, no, hang on a second, this actually doesn't feel right for me and I need more, I need more, like there's something more. What you're talking about there is my mission, my purpose, why I am here on this planet. Yeah, it's it's just and it just feels like you're not yourself. Like yeah. you're literally on this mission to find yourself. And I switched off. Like I just felt like I went underground. Mm-hmm. I had no emotion to any person or anything. It was just it was horrible to be honest. I I became really sick. Um, I know that you both know Jack Boone really well. Um, He saw a lot of me in and out of this sickness. I, you know, looked like a skeleton and um, I was just digging for more and I thought it was to do with exercise. I thought it was to do with food and I couldn't figure out the mental and I couldn't understand why I had these thoughts in my mind. I didn't know why I couldn't feel relationships with other people mm-hmm. and why I was on this drive for what, like you don't even see the end point. Mm. And it's a really dark place to come into and it's a cycle. It's a psychological cycle. And it wasn't until probably Christmas, not last year, the year before, I had this impulse to go for a swim on Christmas Day. And it was in the afternoon. I didn't tell anyone. I just got up and I drove to the beach. And I went to the beach. I stripped on my bathers. And I was like, I have to go for a swim. I didn't know why. I didn't, it was just like this crazy thing. Yeah. And so I started swimming and I was like, this feels something's going to happen. Like, I feel like something's going to happen. And so I got out, I got back in, I got out, I got back in. And all of a sudden I felt something grab my leg. And I was like, oh my God, I've been bitten by a shark. And I was like, holy crap, it is going to come and eat like all of my legs. You know how you see those movies and you're like, oh, my God. So I was like, just get to shore, just get to shore, just get to shore. And so I finally got there and I was like, okay, thank God. Like I have arms, but I know that a bit of my leg is going to be missing and I'm not going to be able to walk again. And so I was sort of, you know, when you're like, okay, I've just got to brace myself for this. Like I was trying to like talk myself like it's okay. Like at least you have this. And so I turned around and, yeah, my leg was still there. Like, was <laughs> like oh, fucking hell. You are, sorry. You are so, <laughs> um, limp. like I just saw this white um, big gash in my calf. And I was like, oh, you'll be fine. Like, honestly, you'll be able to walk back to the car. And um, and then the biggest 
impulse of pain just came shooting up my leg and I started screaming. I'm pretty sure people were like, she is drunk and on drugs on (laughs) Christmas day. And I was like, I have been bitten. I have been bitten by something like help me. And so finally people came over, called the ambulance, called the surf club. Everyone came. Um, and hot right now. Meanwhile, my family are like playing cards. (laughs) Um, And I was just, honestly, I've never experienced the worst amount of pain. And so wrapping it up, it was um, ended up being, well, I never saw it, but because of the wound, they said a stingray barb had gone through my leg. And so I ended up spending the next three weeks in, hospital um with this leg and what the fuck yeah, it was- I just thought you were gonna be like I looked down and my leg was fine <laughs> I was- <laughs> well yeah there was kind of like something dramatic out of it but I was just like I thought like I'd literally be in a wheelchair you know kind of person and then I was even talking to myself like well you could go to the Paralympics you know yeah. like trying to make all these like positive <laughs> Yeah. Um, things. And so following that, I came back home to um, where my parents are living, which is uh, just near Dunkeld and it's at the foot of the Grampians. It's actually beautiful. I, uh, I used to always be like, oh my God, I'm so isolated. But it's really, um, yeah, it's quite spiritual, actually, someone was saying, um, which is definitely how I feel about it. And I ended up coming back home. I rediscovered how much I love not living in Melbourne. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, my, I just, this is like, I just feel better. And so I was torn to leave, not to leave. You know, my ego self was like, no, stay in Melbourne. Like, how are you supposed to finish this mission? You know, in the middle of the, mountains like no one's going to know you I moved finished my rent moved everything out and a week later the virus lockdown happened and I just said to myself that incident on Christmas day was meant for me like I saved myself essentially And I got myself into this position. And so I therefore knew that there was something more to life that is inexplainable and there's something beyond yourself. And so this brought me back onto the right track of trying to find this thing that I was looking for. Mm. And so during the period of lockdown, you know, how you're sort of on social media and you open one thing and it leads to another and you're like, oh, this is interesting. And I came across actually Daisy Douglas, who had the most amazing name for her website, um, Flowers for Days, that's got D-A-I-S, and I was like, love it. I ended up, she was an evolutionary astrologist and I just like was addicted to her content. Like I just loved her. She's like this ridiculous like gypsy child Um, and she always like holds this pot of flowers and, um, yeah, I just thought she was amazing. And I always loved opening 
you know, your magazines and being like, oh, what's my horoscope? You know, mm. that's all I would buy a magazine for. Or I just stand in the news agent <laughs> <laughs> and like read my little thing and then put it back. So I'm like, no, I'm not spending $18 on this. Like I only need like this little bit. Yes. And, or like not doing magazines or books or any hard copies justice. But I um, got a reading done and she lives in Berlin and she did this two-hour reading for me and I couldn't believe it. She knew the hidden aspects of myself that I had forgotten about. Mm. She could even describe me physically and she had not seen me. I don't even have pictures on social media anymore for her to find. And I was like, this is far too, like this cannot be right Mm. and so that was the beginning of me wanting to find out more about astrology and so I just became addicted I bought books I enrolled in short courses and every time I listened to this content I came to this state of being that nothing else mattered Mm. and it was like that thing that was down deep into the darkness, you know, pulled beneath the earth. It was like I had finally come back, but I hadn't finally come back. I'd wholeheartedly come back. It just felt like I'd discovered every possible aspect of myself and I, it entered me. Mm. And I just, I, like, I honestly, it is just the most beyond thing to describe I rang my mom and I was like, mom, like I felt like I've, I'm here. Like I'm fine. Like I found it. I found me, you know? Yeah. And she was like, you're like, just come home and, you know, see us. And um, I was living in like a house that was a little far away from home. And I just, it's like, you know, when you dive into like, say like, I don't even know how to begin. It's like being in heaven all the time. That's mm. like high vibration sensation. You're like, how yeah. can I feel this all the time? It yeah. like feels like that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't come off the mountain. Yeah. Um, so and that. I feel like in that moment, like a lot of the information and study and reading that you were doing just kind of like all made sense. Like you absorbed yes. it really it- easily. It was something you could talk about really passionately straight away because it felt like like home, like inside. Yeah, it's like you're like, oh, my God, someone's speaking English to me and they they can speak my language and I understand this. I don't even have to listen to it twice. Whereas when I was studying sports science, it really went against my grain. Like I was like, am I like somehow dysfunctional in my brain because I cannot understand this content no matter how many times Mm. I try and learn it it's even like maths for me like I just I cannot I can see the numbers I do the process right but then when I actually write down the total I write down the wrong total same (laughs) (laughs) and even my teachers were like the process is perfect but you always get the answers wrong and I'm like I don't know what is wrong with me like Um, And then astrology allowed me to find out why (laughs) I don't actually function that way. And everything 
Oh my God. It's just like such an incredible compass for you. So that, you know, even after I started studying, because I was living at home, I come from a very culturally strong background, like my family, um, my schooling, and, you know, to even talk about astrology, like it's a little bit like a pop thing, you know, like get it hot while you've got it on your magazine, but that's it. Like, don't be ridiculous. Like my dad, you know, even now he's like, this is a cute little hobby you've got. <sighs> not, It's not the norm in this society. So it's taken me even after knowing how good and how satiating this practice is for me, um, you know, to be looking at it day in, day out where I walk down the streets to know that it's not an accepted thing um, was quite, yeah, I had to overcome a lot of limiting beliefs of can I be successful, can I be safe and secure with my own resources doing this, um, mm-hmm. within, you know, with that reflection all the time. So it took, you know, a lot of me stripping off these limiting beliefs and these um, underlying fears of what has really been, you know, and put in what, yeah, and what people think and yeah, and it's normal in society, and like, the list could go on, really. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, put you know, even yourself in a context overseas. Um, I don't know in China. I mean, it'll be totally different again. So it's just really you know, what your surroundings are. That Um, is very true. So mm -hmm. where, okay, what is astrology for those who are like, but are we talking about a horoscope here or what are we actually talking about? Um, What is it? Yeah, so that's a really great question. And if you look up astrology, it will be known as a pseudoscience So there's a really strong debate whether it is classified as a science or if it's more of a conspiracy type of practice. The thing is not everything can be valid or proven. Exactly. And so it is somewhat true that astrology is a pseudoscience, but logically there's a strong understanding that astrology correlates with the psychological nature of human beings. And it has been the longest practiced documented known to man to be practiced. Um, If we look way back in the records, we can see that our ancestors looked up at the sky and noticed that there were things moving And planets is actually being called from Greek. It's a Greek word for the wanderers, Mm. the wanderers of the sky. And so they found this understanding that what was happening above was also being reflected below. It was happening within their bodies. And they picked up this pattern. And that's really where astrology started. Which makes sense. It makes sense. I'm a very big energy believer. So, again, it's going to be energy from the sky coming to us. And so if, does it include, like, the moon, full moon, new moon as well? Yeah. 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 So the so is that a like of- a branch? Is that, like, more a branch? 
No, so they're <laughs> well. First of all, they've so the planets. Um, I used to always think, oh, it's a full moon, so therefore I have a lot of energy because the full moon's giving me a lot of energy. But what we can do with the planets is it's actually uh, reflecting what is happening internally to us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a little bit like a mirror. So it's like, hello, this is the time that humans have a lot of energy at this moment at a full moon, but the full moon doesn't actually cause us to have more energy. Does that right. sort of make sense? Yeah. And so then when you were saying about is moon a different type or anything like that, um, it is known to be a planet. So there are seven known planets and now we're finding small androids and asteroids and I mean, the list keeps going on, but the traditional is seven. So it's seven planets, um, including the moon and the sun. Right. Okay, cool. And then so with the chart readings, what is that and how do you do that? Yeah, so with uh, what you were saying before to do with the horoscope, um, so we're having a bit of a conversation about this earlier, but horoscopes is really identifying your sun sign so that is one aspect of your natal chart reading when you with a natal chart what is happening is you're literally being given a snapshot of where the planets were placed including the sun and including the moon within the universe at the exact time and location of your birth so it's literally like someone has taken a picture and where the planets were placed for you are left there and the planets are a reflection of the energy that is streaming in and imprinted within your body at that time and does that make sense so far if you can kind of visualize visualize that that Um, might also sorry if you were like on a cusp of a of like weeks or those dates, why some people can feel they resonate with it, maybe like one horoscope or two. Or, yeah, or two. Yeah. So with the horoscope, as I said, you've got your sun, which we know is one planet, but yet you have with a natal chart reading, there is seven planets that are within that. And you also can then include a few androids or asteroids as well, depending on uh, the type of astrologer doing your reading. But um, because our conscious mind is now seeing these androids and asteroids, they therefore should be put in a reading. And so you have these seven planets and they're dispatched in actually 12 houses and each house represents an area of area of life. So it's sort of like your actions, your behaviours. And then with the planets, they're more like your agenda, if that makes sense, the agenda. And then at the cusp of every house, you will have one of the archetypes, one of the zodiacs, and there's 12 of them. So even though I'm a Cancerian, I still have every single archetype, zodiac, within me. And so if I don't resonate with cancer very much, I might have many planets that are in, say, Scorpio, and that's why I resonate with Scorpio more. Mm. 
So can you give an example of how that falls for you or is that really hard? In like what I've got? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I, a type of, within the astrology that I also practice, um, you can more resonate with your moon or your sun. Yeah. And I more resonate, fall in the moon section, which is Libra. Um, for me, so that really I identify a lot with that energy type. Um, but I guess it more came to me showing, as I said before, all of the traits and hidden aspects that I do have. And it gave me an understanding of what I was suppressing within myself because of my upbringing, but also the troubles I've had over the last few years with say gravitation to wanting to overtrain or to eat less or to look a certain way. And I've really plugged into my chart to overcome that uh, because with the astrology that I actually teach and I love, it's a type, it's evolutionary astrology. So what it takes into place is it has a belief system and understanding that um, some people don't really like this terminology but we reincarnate mm-hmm. so it's coming from an understanding even if you don't like that language that we have come from somewhere else yeah even if it's genetic you know that we've got something imprinted within us before birth well I mean I believe that you know our ancestors and our family line, they it all reincarnates with us as well. Yeah, absolutely. And influences our life, our decisions, the lessons that we need, the lessons that we need to break maybe even sometimes. like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So what it's coming from is your soul has come from somewhere else mm-hmm. and it has reincarnated at a particular time location and situation um, in this lifetime and so it has done that strategically for a reason because it's given you the tools that you need so the planets and the placements of the planets that you need to overcome past trauma Mm -hmm. that unresolved trauma and also to leave a gift behind within that and to grow and evolve. Mm. So the chart actually gives you a past understanding. It gives you the tools to overcome those past wounds and it shows you a direction of where you're actually really wanting to go. So you know that kind of like mission and purpose we were talking about? Mm -hmm. It actually has points that can help you to navigate that, to really bring those unconscious components of yourself to your conscious mind. And let's just talk about that a little bit more. Unconscious to conscious. Can yeah. we talk about just those two things for a moment? Yeah, yeah. So there's aspects of us that are hidden mm-hmm. that we don't actually understand or we're not aware from ourselves. And this can be from the unconscious is it's a little bit like um, uh, we've seen, you know, Freud and things like that try and analyze the brain and they've always talked about subconscious and conscious mind and we've got components anyway. 
a great understanding components of our mind that are beneath the surface, that are unseen. You can kind of think of the Mm. iceberg theory. And so with those components, they're hidden for a reason. They're hidden because they're elements that we have hidden to keep safe because of fear. Mm. And so our fears can either come from past life wounding or fears from childhood wounding and growing up wounding. So for me, I've had a lot of wounding with even my love for the higher self and spirituality and astrology is in that realm, the mystic, the magic. You know, I was that little girl that would play with fairies and talk to fairies when I was younger and I got heavily bullied for that. But yet I was put on stage and on a platform for doing well, you know, with running and hockey and things. Mm. So I hid those components from myself all this time. And it wasn't until I had this beautiful reading done for me that they spoke about these attributes of myself. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about them. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it was saying, you know, if you can come into yourself, your whole self, your true self, which is here, you are going to be, you know, presenting in the bet the highest state possible and therefore receiving the highest state of abundance, you know, mm-hmm. the law of attraction. Um, so high mm-hmm. energy attracts that in. Yeah. And can I, is this an assumption, but is astrology more on the feminine end of the scale? Like, does it bring more feminine energy, would you say, than, because in my head when you just, what triggered me then was, you know, we get put on a pedestal for winning awards, being really good at sport, all of these. And I find that quite masculine, like masculine energy, like, you know, winning, pushing, pushing your body, like, and then it's like something like astrology or looking at fairies and talking to fairies, like, is then like completely shut off. But I find that a little bit more feminine. And I find that comparison so common in today's society. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely an elemental trend for that, I guess, With the energy within you, um, going to the astrology terms, uh, they're more put into yin and yang energy, which is essentially, you know, feminine and masculine or. Yeah. um, And so not everyone has a balance, like it depends. Mm -hmm. But yes, my chart naturally does show more yin which I had actually hidden. Yes. Um, But I also saw in the chart as well, like you can go down this psychological nature that I had a really damaged sun sign and the sun can be associated with the father figure. Mm. And so I was very recognized with my father with sport. And so then my, and the sun is also your ego, um, your conscious aspects how you shine bright in the world it's very logical you know the sun we can talk about the sun um Mm. how does the sun make you feel Mm. it makes you feel bright vibrant it gives you energy it gives you vitality that is actually if you're getting your sun right that's how your body should feel it should ooze the 
the rays of the sun, you know, and you're shining bright like a sun as well. That's where that brightness, lightness comes from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to get your sun right, you will have all of those coming through you. To get your sun wrong, you will feel like a rainy day times 100. Can I give you an example of that? All right. So a wound for me back in the day in with that is that, you know, I grew up being really good at sport and then winning medals. And then when I all of a sudden got sick and couldn't do that, I felt ashamed because I felt like my parents praised that. And that was the only thing they really praised at the time. And I suppose when you look at that, that's your sun sign. And then I held shame around that for a couple of years. So bringing shame into that guilt and then suppressing that because I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to be that anymore. I don't want any of that. And then so going inside yourself, all of that glowing energy, that like really fun nature shut down for a couple of years. So you can really see how the wounds play into that and... Absolutely. It um it really gave me pinpoints to help with that wounding. You know, for you to now know this about yourself even, how much of that understanding has allowed you to overcome it? So, yeah. again, mm-hmm. that's bringing a conscious awareness around it. Um, it's just a really good tool for you to use to actually pinpoint where you want to do the work. Yes. And so... With the, I guess another thing to do with the astrology is we have a component of the conscious mind and free will. And with what you've been given, you have a choice. You can either consciously work on yourself and get to the higher level of your energy or with that free will and that freedom, you can sit on the couch and watch TV or shut things off and not do the work. And you can either get it really right or you can get it really wrong. And we all have that choice. So, you know, I feel like there's such a bad aspect to astrology being like, oh, you have a really terrible chart. Unlucky you. You know, that is absolutely rubbish. They're talking about what what a terrible chart would look like. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, a little bit more understanding yeah so some people would be like oh you're full of Capricorn energy and Capricorn can be really dry really not fun all about hard work um you know it's a very earthy sort of element you can just even picture it it is like you know that labeling it's kind of labeling isn't it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and um it can be unemotional it can just be really secluded um and yeah it's just like this sort of numbed workaholic if you will and that is the shadow of Capricorn but yet Capricorn is can be an energy that has high dignity an amazing work ethic very enduring and it is very achieving it also has a really, as I said, a really high um, dignity and manners about it as well. Um, and it holds itself up with that. So you can kind of see how there is two ends of the spectrum or 
cancer for me can be very secluded, um, doesn't want to see anyone because it gets too hurt, too much in the home, uh, not going out and getting a career or anything like that, cuddling itself, you know, um, over concerns with the body and health mm-hmm. and an obsession with that. But yet then cancer can be the most intuitive, sensitive person to the body and to understand how to adapt to that. And with that approach, be an incredible healer to others as well and also tune into other people's emotions and feelings and know how to help their bodies. Mm. So it's kind of looking at it and being like, hmm, all right, these are my traits. This is the spectrum. Yeah. Where am I actually sitting and what do I need to work on and take responsibility about? Yeah, yeah. And then Mm. you can can look at areas of the life or associations. You know, the moon is naturally associated with the mother. Um, Same with like the fourth house is to do with home and family and ancestry or wounding. So if you've got something happening there, you can look at it. Um, You know, the 10th house is how you're publicly seen in the world and usually the dignity and um, what you'll be seen for your career, but how you get there, the crafts that you need, the tools that you need to learn come from the sixth house. Mm -hmm. So it's like giving this really beautiful layer um, to you and it just highlights that, no, you're not just a Scorpio or you're not just a Cancer um, or you're not just an Aquarius. And it also gives you more acceptance of yourself and other people too. So you're like, oh, this is, you know. I can see that, like, yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, and just knowing that they've reincarnated, like, okay, they've come back with other stuff that they're getting over. And then it also gives you this incredible desire to want to change because you know that if you do the work on yourself, not only are you going to reach the highest state you can be, but it's going to set you up for the most amazing next step to your life or wherever you rebirth. I feel like you're constantly always rebirthing. Belle and I talk like this every week because as our business, yeah, as our business evolves, we have to obviously as well as we evolve, our business evolves, right? Yeah. Uh, And we sort of talk in this way because we're learning lessons as we go, but we're learning them in a way that we choose to grow. And we do have to look back on these patterns and there is patterns. There's a lot of patterns all the time. Um, and they sometimes come from family. We talk about it all the time like this because. Yeah. They even come from our choices and our perception. And we talk about that and pick each other up on like different parts and be like, hey, think about it this way. And it's, it's oh, even, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're sorry. You're right. No, even talking about perceptions, like there's areas within your astrology, like if you're not quite sure, you know how I was saying before, like I could understand this. You can look into someone, you know, into your soul and see, okay, what do I have in Mercury? What do I have in the third house? And that will reveal your best way of your the perceptions you have to the world because obviously we need a filter like we can't take in everything around us or else we would have an overload so your perception which creates your thoughts 
consciously in the mind, which then creates how you communicate to the world. Mm. And so if you can naturally understand that, then you're going to grow into your best traits. Mm. So it's yeah. yeah, that was just something like it just, I was like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> you know, yeah. even for kids or yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it's funny how when you do align with people that you feel like are meant to be there for your soul and your your life path, I, I suppose, that how you can teach each other, like remind each other of these lessons sometimes. I think that's really cool too. Yeah, and it was interesting that you brought into, we always talk about a rebirth because, you know, I know for you with Scorpio, for instance, I mean, Scorpio is all about death, rebirth and transformation. That was Scorpio too. Ah, so it's just really, you know, so for your sun to really shine bright, to be vital in the world. Mm. Also, the sun is your level of sanity because it is the narrator of your life. Like we can even think of the sun, everything revolves around the sun in the solar system. Mm -hmm. So everything in your life to you revolves around this Scorpio energy. Mm -hmm. How does that look? You know, for your souls, you're here to look through, to pierce through into the depth into the unseen truths, into the unconscious mind and really pull them up, address them. And the best thing is if you can really take over and take, you know, bring these places of our mind that we don't want to talk about, Mm. if you can overcome them, you have the most amazing transformation and rebirth of something beautiful. So for your souls to have, have this energy, you are strong enough to seek to have these glasses on. Mm. Some souls are not yet mm. ready to, to be strong enough in themselves to see the taboos, the, the, the shame and the guilt of the world and themselves, but your souls are ready for that transformation. And that is exactly what I was saying before. Like you've got to go to those deep, dark places. Like even if we think back, I'm not really Christian, but we go, we go to hell, you know, mm-hmm. before we can rise to the top. You know, we think of this on Easter Day, you know, mm-hmm. went down and then rose. And that's very shamanic as well. So, you know, shamans are to go down to hell to mm-hmm. learn something. Yeah. To find what they're looking for. And if they can come up again, then they're bringing the most powerful, potent tools to be able to help society. Yeah, because we're doing the sacred medicine wheel and that's about working with your shadow. And it really took me a little bit just because it's different lingo, right? So I want everyone to... Everyone not to just um, shut down their mind when they hear different lingo that they're like, what are they talking about? I don't get it. Really think and just ponder and be open-minded to this new way of talk or whatever you want to call it, right? Because it starts making sense and it starts clicking. And I was like, 
what are you talking like we're doing this course and I was like what shadow work what is shadow what are you talking about I'm like, like what do you mean my shadow <laughs> what <laughs> and it's like, we, would, we would talk about it because it was a new experience it was really nice to have each other going through that too yeah and yeah. it's like then being like oh it's those things that you don't want to really deal with it's like the darker side it's the side that we all go in and need to go in and come back out of and then if you need to go back into it you're going back into it yeah like you need a period (laughs) of time to be like I've recuperated from that but essentially you know if you don't do your energy so if you don't do your shadows your shadows will do you they will play out somewhere else they will leak out and you're like why am I doing this why am I sort of sabotaging myself in this way Mm is because you're not doing your work and so you know even in the health industry when people go you know it was like me for the exercise and eating like Mm -hmm. I wasn't working on my stuff I wasn't working on my trunk and so my shadows were doing me and it was playing out, you know, in this way. Um, this is huge. And an example of this that I talked about with clients not long ago was like, you know, even a shadow can be like that really rebellion side where you're just like, fuck the world. I'm going out this weekend. I'm going to get absolutely wasted. And really in your value system and everything that you're actually true to yourself is like, you actually don't really like that. What you do need is to celebrate your body and dance. And you don't actually need to abuse your body to express your shadow self. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then you can, you can get really specific. So, you know, um, you're even talking about the rebellion there. So, you know, an element within your chart can have Aquarius energy and Aquarius is meant to be this incredible individualistic, you know, they're meant to be the revolutionary, um, like a rebel with a cause in a way. And they've got to come to terms that, no, they're not here to fit into society. They're not here to do the social norms. They have really ridiculous ways of thinking and to satiate that energy, they've got to be comfortable with being that individual and somewhat express it. They've got Rather to, than got suppressing. To, they've got to want to, you know, be like, stuff it, I'm wearing this and I am here to be different. And so yeah. if they're not doing this, then they are going to rebel in other ways. So you can even think of being like, you know, stuff the law, I'm going to break the rules and I'm going to do this. And that can even be rules to yourself. So you know how, say, for people in the health industry being like, stuff it, I'm going to go and eat all these donuts, even though I know I don't actually want it. It's you rebelling from you because you're not actually doing the um, Aquarius energy at its highest self. So it's mm. coming out. Even with Aquarius energy, you know, for me, I know Um, like in my self-worth and value area um, of my chart, I have Aquarius. And so with that, you should be more having um, a career that is probably self-run so that you can do it on your own terms because no Aquarius likes to be told what to do. And I was working working with someone else and no matter how, how much time I gave myself, I was you know, she would say, can you please come at 7.30? And I would find myself being like, 
I'm coming at 7.40. Mm -hmm. I could not, I hated being told what to do. So I was rebelling, you know, I was trying to break the rules some way. So shadow, shadows of that energy. I wonder where that is, Belle. (laughs) And we all, we all have that energy in us somewhere, somewhere in the chart. So, and it could be just because you're both Scorpio, you could have very strong um, Aquarius energy somewhere, which is most likely because your sons are in Scorpio and they're quite close to the Aquarius um, on the scale. Right. So where are you taking your business? What's next? What's now? So at the moment, I am offering chart readings to individuals and I am being extremely stubborn (laughs) about doing design and graphics and a website. I actually started getting someone to do it for me and because I wanted to do it myself. <laughs> um, I was too voicey in the situation and she was like, oh, my God, I can't do this for you. Like, are you doing it or am I doing it? So I'm actually waiting for me to finish or finish a graphic design course to have a website so that in the future I really want to be able to offer webinars so that for instance if you both had your natal chart and you could see it um, we can go through aspects and you can self-teach yourself about Mm. about your natal chart because essentially you know yourself better than I do and so if you're just given those tools to know how to understand how to read the energy within you and then what's happening you know universally to trigger those aspects of you you can grow into the better state and you know that's you're your you're your guru i'm not like that's i'm that's really helpful for clients that's really helpful for clients i find like because dan's really good at kind of getting our clients to reflect and to really think about themselves and what's going on inside rather than just giving you the answers absolutely the answers come from within then never you know yourself. You've just got to try and dig around and be given some help and a few little torches, you know, to spot out what you really that awareness. Exactly. But But if we can take anything out of your story as well, Georgie, is that you have to sometimes life you're gonna go really down in a going that wavelength. And you've got to learn how can I learn from this and come out of it in the most positive um, way and rebirth, like you said, because I feel like a lot of people stay down there for a very, very, very long time or never come out of it. So you don't have to stay down there. No. And like, I honestly felt like I would never come out of it. Yeah. But even this practice now, it just showed me that there is more than our ourselves. You know, doesn't this scope of astrology show you that we are linked with so much externally happening and we're more than this period of time in our life? And because, you know, we are linked with the universe, the universe is essentially going to always be looking after you, wanting your back. So if you can just trust and have faith 
in what is intended for you and what you need will come your way mm-hmm. at the right time. I think that is so helpful. I mean, like, look how I got onto astrology and obviously I was ready for that. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, yep, you've mm-hmm. done the work of like, you know, looking around, here we go, off you go. <laughs> you know, the universe is... The world yeah. is so interactive. Like nature is always changing. No day is like exactly the same. And I think that's when you're in those dark, deep moments, you just have to trust that like there will be small shifts and small pockets of light to for you to grab onto if you want to. Like if you want to see them, they'll be there. Exactly. And just just to know that, you know, if something does go wrong for you, it is literally, I feel a sign sent to you to say, Mm-mm, wrong way, go back. I am actually being the hard parent on you here. Don't go there because in the long run, I am really helping you. So if you feel like that you're getting absolutely smothered with all of this negativity, it's really just such a clue to say, okay, I'm on the wrong line. I'm on the wrong line. How can, let's look at something else, you know, because it, it shouldn't feel like that the whole time. You know, mm-hmm. life is not, you know, no one was sent to be punished in that way. But if you keep looking around and knowing that these negative signs are just really the universe having your back and just saying, you know, even go a different way, go a different way, yeah. try something else, listen, listen yes. to the signs. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. And, you know, even with my leg incident, that was just, everyone's like, oh, poor, like that sounds horrific. And I was like, actually, it was one of the biggest blessings I ever had. You know, it just showed me that the universe had my back, you know, whilst you can even understand, like we're all still, we love activity. And, you know, this was still when I was having issues around exercise. I was so thankful, yet I couldn't get off the couch. Mm-hmm. so I I just feel like if anyone's going through yeah sort of darker work just to to know what is intended for you is helping you yes sharing I know it's like whoa <laughs> I love it <laughs> oh I it's just like there are experiences We don't know half of what's going on. I even got told this story um, that this could happen in life, yet we don't even know. So you're driving and you get a flat tyre and you're like, you know, this happens to me all the time, by the way. I don't know why. Um, You have a flat tyre and there's no one to come for another two hours. So you're sitting and waiting they fix the tire and you start driving into town and you pull up at a red light. Now, you don't even notice, but a little kid walks across the street. The person behind you was actually drunk on gin and would have run that red light and actually killed that kid. But you got that flat tire that held you up, that stopped you to be in front of the car with the drunken man with the gin. You saved that kid's life. Yeah. 
is there th- is there things happening around us that we don't even know we don't even realize how the universe is actually working you know it's just that image is just so powerful to me so and it's perspective right you could dwell on getting that flat tire or can you trust the universe and say well I needed that flat tire today what's actually happening and what am I yeah time-wise like it's it's really perception it's like even when you got sick or with your leg, again, how are you going to, like, that happened for you, not against you? Absolutely. And even if you you want to believe in this or you don't want to believe in it, how does that make you feel about the flat tyre to know that you may have saved someone else's life because of it? I mean, you feel freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. And there you go. You're entering that state. And that's the whole point. Like, don't you rather, everyone's like, I want to feel good. Well, change your state, you know, and that instantly changes your state about, you know, potentially a negative outcome. So if you can constantly think in this lineage, then you you end up feeling better, you're attracting in better and, yeah, it's a great And your life changes very quickly. Oh, my God. You just, you're like, a flower and the bees come you know you just things come your way and you're like oh my god how is this even happening so easily yeah so it's really cool it's just the weird synchronicity is crazy yes I'm in that flow state at the moment all of the numbers love 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 (laughs) anyway thank you for coming on oh my god thank you so much (laughs) we really hope that shines some light on such taboo topic that shouldn't be (laughs) Um, hopefully hopefully people can see that it can be an incredible tool but before you even say with taboo too I thought I'd just leave with saying that a lot of people uh, wanting with astrology it to be a fortune telling aspect mm-hmm. of things so to say what's going to happen to me in six months or what's the you know what when will I meet you know my husband and whilst you can use it to show you how to get there how to meet your right husband how to get into your right job it's it's a great tool on what you need to do to get there it's never a pinpoint because mm-hmm. As I said, it's your conscious mind. And if I say to you, your career, you're meant to be a primary school teacher in America. I mean, think of all of the amount of jobs that are out there. And then I've just placed you're going to be a primary school teacher in America into your mind and actually stopped and changed your actual growth in your journey. Like I've hindered that. So to really use it as, you know, your compass to try and get there, just giving mm. it more specialised and more specific. But it's really, you know, people get disheartened by that. And I'm like, it would be so out of practice and irresponsible of me, you know, to say that. I can tell you when um, a really powerful, re- you know, relationship might occur, but that relationship could be with a dog. <laughs> like I can see, I can see it in the chart, but I don't know if it, it's going it to be all, your soulmate. It all comes down to like your interactions, your choices and how yeah. quickly you move through these patterns and moments in your life. 
Absolutely. And how you want it to look too, you know, like, um, you know, you'd be a great mentor, educator. I mean, yes, you could be a primary school teacher, but you could be so many other things as well. So again, that free will, that conscious mind, you have a choice. Mm. Yeah. Love that. Thank you, Georgie. Where can everyone find you? So yeah, my findings are not fabulous. Apologies. <laughs> um, but just really on social media, I'm literally just under Georgie Upton. Mm-hmm. So G-E-O-R-G-I-E-U-P-T-O-N. Amazing. And we'll put that in the show notes. And Instagram's amazing like that. I feel like that's yeah. where our point of contact is anyway. Absolutely. And there will be a future of that to come when I've finished. Which will be soon, actually. So awesome. Congratulations. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you so much. We will speak to you soon. Yes. <laughs> Lots of love. Bye. Bye.